Happy Halloween, everybody. This time last year, we did a very special spooky episode all about Halloween. This time, a little bit different, but still spooky, because we talk about mental health, which can be very frightening. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Katie Morton. She's a licensed therapist that you might recognize from the recent Shane Dawson YouTube series with Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, she's great. It's a great episode. We talk about mental health, depression, yada, yada, yada. You'll learn all about her. I don't want to get too redundant in these goddamn intros. But I want to let you guys know right up top that Katie's got a book coming out December 11th, and it's called Are You Okay? Are You Okay? Find out. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon or get it in stores December 11th, and there will also be an audiobook version available as well. Check it out. There's a link for that book in the description of this podcast. You can also check out all of Katie's YouTube videos. She's been doing it for eight years, all about mental health, tons of videos, really good channel. Check it out. Katie Morton, K-A-T-I with no E. Subscribe to her YouTube. Check her out on Instagram, Katie Morton one and on Twitter, Katie Morton. The best way you can support our podcast is doing exactly what you're doing right now. You downloaded, you're listening, and we thank you so much. That means the world to us. Another effective way to support the pod, keep it afloat, is on patreon.com slash I'm sorry, dad, for $5 a month. Is this redundant? I've said it in many previous episodes. Just go to our Patreon for bonus content. And for $25 a month, we'll give you personalized shoutouts at the end of every podcast. Fast forward to the end of this and see what it's like personalized shout outs that you can use as an alarm clock or like your ringtone or just something to masturbate to one more thing guys sorry we got another live podcast next week november 6th at the hollywood improv in los angeles california live pod with special guests fun times and a meet and greet afterwards come hug us or come hate us we'll still love you check the link in the bio for tickets for that they're only ten dollars ages 18 plus click the link and we'll see you there guys so without further ado let's do it Let's find out who the hell Katie Morton is. And that's the first question I ask. All right. Happy Halloween, guys. We love you. Who the hell are you, Katie Morton? <laughs> uh, I'm Katie Morton. I'm a licensed therapist, and I have a mental health educational channel on YouTube. So I talk about all things. Awesome. Now, I see a therapist, and she is postmodern. Are oh. you? Are you? W- what kind of therapist are you? I mainly do CBT and DBT. What the hell is that? <laughs> I know. It's like acronym. Like therapy has acronyms for days. I take CBD <laughs> as well. <laughs> that, I mean, that's fine, too. I helps. do, I do DMT. Helps. <laughs> <laughs> LSD. No, that's not good. No, okay. No, let's draw the line. No, okay. um, so CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is essentially the belief that we all have faulty be- like thoughts and beliefs about ourselves and mm. our situation, and we act out of those. Yeah. So, like, let's say back when we were a child, our dad was like, "You're a piece of garbage, you piece of shit." We like believe that, and then mm-hmm. we act out of it. Ah, like that's mm-hmm. like the short, the shortest way I can explain it. Um, so, like, your thoughts become your beliefs, and then you act out of those. And so we try to stop and work on your thoughts and making them true and real. Mm-hmm. That's, um, uh, now, wh- there's another acronym you, s- you said, oh, right? DBT, which is essentially a build on CBT. It's dialectical behavior therapy. And really what that is is, like, take what I just told you and then add in a little bit of mindfulness and a lot of emotion regulation, meaning I don't want to fly off the handle really quickly. I'll recognize I feel angry, and uh, then I'll find another way to u- use that energy and not, like, lash out at people in my life. Gotcha. Cool. The What was the first one? CBT. CBT. Mm-hmm. That's something that I 
talk about a lot with my therapist. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was called that, but I've created a lot of stories in my head that I act out on. Uh, For instance, uh, my mom, when I was a kid, she was super obsessed with my education. Mm -hmm. And so, and I have ADHD and I went to to doctors and I was put on medication and she was like, you're not stupid. You learn differently. Mm. And then that makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) And she's also a bipolar too. Oh, okay. So she would get really obsessed with my school, yeah. get very angry at me for not doing perfect. Um, and then I created a story that I was stupid. And then yeah. I thought I was stupid until I was 28 years old. I went back to school, got all A's, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm smart. Yeah. So that's a story that mm-hmm. I'm trying to break. Yeah, well, and if kids aren't told, that's the thing that I th- think a lot of people don't realize is if, as children, we're not told the full story of things, because parents are often like, oh, no, no, go in your room. We don't talk about this. If we're not told the full story, we create like stories, we right. make it up it's yeah. based on what we have. And it can be like the most ridiculous thing. And no one ever told me I was stupid. I was always told I was smart, mm-hmm. but I just created that story. Yeah. Based on the way your mom acted and kind of what was happening around you, you internalized. I'm stupid. Yep. So I'm trying to break that. Brandon, can you tell me I'm smart, please? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're very smart, Ryan. Your mom doesn't know what she's talking about. Thank you. <laughs> that would be Perfect. me as a therapist. You're very smart, Ryan. Your mom has no clue what she's talking about. You're not stupid. You just learn differently. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, how come we're studying three weeks in advance? <laughs> and you're yelling at me? Uh, but anyways, more about you. How did you get oh. started in therapy? Um, I mean, I've just always enjoyed listening to people. I've always enjoyed like observing people. People are really fascinating, I think. Yeah. Um, and then just went through school, got majored in psychology in undergrad, and then got my graduate degree in clinical psychology. Nice. How long did mm-hmm. that take? Uh, six years. It's four in undergrad and two in grad. Okay. And then you have to gather, not to get into the weeds, but then you have to accrue 3,000 clinical hours, meaning like right. working with people. It took mm-hmm. me about five years. Um, and then you have to take your licensing exam. Gotcha. Cool. Then mm-hmm. do you work, do you have a private practice where you see patients like in your office and stuff? Yeah, I do have a private practice. I used to work in um, an eating disorder inpatient. That's what I specialize in is eating disorders. Oh, okay, that's right. Um, and so I used to work in a clinic and then I quit my full-time job about three and a half years ago just to do YouTube and then private practice. Awesome. Congrats. You're, you yeah. made it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For now. You know, cross your fingers. I know, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. We're uh, former Viners, so we know what that's <laughs> all about. Uh, Brandon had a unique eating disorder as a kid. Yeah, it was... Cabbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would eat. I would eat. I was. It was less of an eating disorder, more of like a sh- very structured eating, like mm-hmm. very much. I would have cabbage. <laughs> what a bizarre I would have food to put cabbage. And then tuna, and then spinach, and I always had to have that, like all like, the time. Like every meal. Not every meal, but at least like three meals. Out wow. of the, yeah. <laughs> so it's How strange. How many meals are you eating? I had like four <laughs> or five in yeah, the day. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, but it was like to almost disturbingly like structured to a T, like that. Which and is I'm, kind of eating disorder. Yeah. We call it disordered eating because as long as you're able to get enough nutrients. Mm-hmm it could be okay. And those mm. are kind of varied foods. Like yeah. you have like kind of it was, all your bases covered yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was me trying to be like as healthy as I can, but I was like, if someone even snuck in like a Cheeto or like mm-hmm. a piece of pizza, I'd be like, I like swatted away and be like, no, you can't put the, like, you know, uh, yeah. just weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was the most abnormal eating disorder, I think. Cause like nobody knew what it was. That was the thing. I knew kind of it was an eating disorder. I was like, this isn't, this is a bad path. I'm going down. Um, but everyone else just thought it was like kooky and weird. So what, how old were you? I was 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. And I was just, I was going to say, it's usually around like puberty time yeah. that we like things that 
like show themselves, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm. It could be a little earlier. Some I've I've treated people as young as eleven who had eating disorders, and I'm sure it starts from some people even younger. But yeah. mm. usually it's around puberty where our body changes and we're not really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And also, as weird as it sounds, that's when parents tend to get divorced when we're teenagers. Uh huh. It's like <laughs> bastards. I, I know those <laughs> sons of bitches. Um, but I think that that can make things feel chaotic. And then what what can we control as a kid? Mm-hmm. Not much. Our bodies, ourselves. Right, right. That's it. So. Uh, man, puberty was the worst. It's the worst. I had a, uh, yeah, you said things started showing up. Yeah, I started getting depressed a little bit before puberty. Mm-hmm. And it, our hormones are like totally out of whack. Yeah, it was super point. horny and just, I'm just getting. Have, <laughs> have you watched Big Mouth? That show Big Mouth? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's great. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it really hits close to home. It <laughs> well, the first few episodes when I was watching with my husband, I was like, I swear to God, if they don't have some kind of girl stuff in here, I'm out. I can't just keep watching these dick jokes. Mm-hmm. And then the woman hormone monster came out and I was like, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That show makes me a little bit uncomfortable just because it's like, oh, that's me. It's yeah. a little too. Yeah. You're How like, oh, true yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Nick Curl's character in that late bloomer with like <laughs> my all my friends are huge. <laughs> 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 oh, that sucked. Dur- <laughs> While I was going through puberty as a pretty much freshman in high school, I was late. I was on a, on a baseball team. I s- lost my, like, certain motor functions. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't catch fly balls for a few months. And that, like, made me depressed. Just well, like, of course, because you're, you're, like, I don't know, identity can be wrapped up in stuff like that so easily yeah. when we're that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I considered myself an athlete, and then I couldn't catch a fly ball. I was like, what's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that sucks. Shout outs to everyone going through puberty right now. I feel yeah. for you. Yeah, hang in there. It gets better. <laughs> it does get better, yeah. <laughs> um, so my co-host here isn't fully on board with therapy. I love therapy. I've seen one in the past. Then I went like 15 years without one. Ended up in a horrible depression. Not because I, not just because I wasn't seeing a therapist, but now I'm back in therapy and I love it. And this stubborn motherfucker, <laughs> we swear on here. That's fine. I yeah. swear on my channel, too. Just, <laughs> uh, do you? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when nice. sometimes you need to be like feels like shit or, right or yeah fuck that thing you know? yeah it's like yeah I'm fucked up right now <laughs> exactly it has more power yeah. yeah sometimes you do uh uh like drunk videos where you're fucked up <laughs> you give, give advice <laughs> and you're like totally no <laughs> listen fuckers <laughs> this is what you gotta fucking do <laughs> that's hannah witten <laughs> <laughs> but brandon what, what are your thoughts on therapy brandon why do you hate her so much <laughs> <laughs> um i have a bias because when i did therapy i was around 15, 14, 15. Okay. And it was for panic attacks. And um, the therapist I was going to was a child's therapist. And I was th- like 14, 15. I was getting to be a little bit more yeah. aware of the world and like, don't talk to me like I'm two. Yeah. Like she was like talking like, so what's going on with you? Like, like I was like, <laughs> what? Like that image of therapy made me a lot like it. And then I did it again when I was like 17. And it was kind of the same thing where it was very calm. I liked the idea of a, like an outlet, like yeah. uh, to somebody to talk to and everything. But then as I got older, I was like, my mom sort of became that. And that mm-hmm. person I can just talk to and not have any um, like boundaries or any like wall. I would always just talk to her. So I did, I, I completely agree with the idea of therapy, of like what it means and what it stands for. It's just the, I guess the location of it, like having to go to a, a person that you don't know and then talk to um I guess that's just a little bit more foreign to me. Not foreign, but it's just something I don't... Like I said, bias, because I was younger and because I got treated that way by those people. And I think there is, like, 
you have to find the right fit. I talk about that all the time because yeah. essentially, if you're talking to someone you don't know, it's already gonna be feel like feel really awkward. Mm. But if you like them and they seem kind of cool and like they get you, especially as a teenager, mm. like technically when you're 18, you're an adult, so you're still gonna see someone who sees children, which they tend to have like toys in their office, and <laughs> you know it's like more childlike. Mm. Yeah. And as a teenager, you're like, I'm not a kid, like, ugh, yeah. you know, yeah. that right. angst, right? So that totally makes sense. So you're like, get on my level. Yeah, Why are you like talking to me like I'm a kid? Yeah. God damn it. And so then it, you don't relate and you're like, I want out of this. Yeah, but I right. bet if you try it again now as an adult, especially yeah. feeling like more secure and like who you are, you could probably mm. find a better fit. Yeah, probably. And I, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. It's just that I'm uh, la- lazy, lazy piece of shit as well. I just don't want to <laughs> get up and go to a place and have to, yeah. No, but you had a bad experience. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, like any job, people are good and bad at their jobs and therapists can be good and bad at their jobs. Mm-hmm. And certain types of therapy can be right or wrong for you. Totally. Depending on what you're working on. I had a therapist in high school. It was the type of therapy where I talked and he didn't say anything. Oh, almost like psychoanalytic. I hate that shit. And I tell me more about that. Yeah. And then (laughs) I just just quiet. Yeah. Then I there. Yeah. There'd be awkward pauses. Then I just fill in the space with nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have I believe in every therapist is different. Every style is different. But you need a little guidance like, okay, so it sounds like I don't know. You went through a bad breakup. Tell me about that. Like, how did it start and what happened? You know, and then you let them tell you the story and then you ask questions where you see like certain false stories they could be telling themselves or whatever, Mm. you know. Yeah, my therapist would just sit there and I, there'd be an awkward pause and I'd be like, "Uh, and I saw my friend Adam yesterday. (laughs) And I had pizza. It was wonderful. (laughs) And you're like, what is this? What's happening? And I am still sad. Um, But yeah, and I also do, uh, I recently. Well, about six months ago, I started taking uh, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So, like I heard in one of your videos, many therapists agree that therapy and psychiatry is best. Together is, together best. is best. Research shows that having them both together is best. Because I'm really not an advocate for people just taking medicine. I know a lot of people yeah. do, but that's a, that's like, I don't know, uh, you're just masking the symptoms. You're not actually fixing the problem. A ibuprofen. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like if you have a broken arm and you're taking Advil and ibuprofen like mm-hmm. crazy, it's not really fixing the arm. You're mm-hmm. just like the pain does, isn't as bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm on. I take a uh, Paxil and for uh, depression and Buspar. Uh-huh. Buspar. 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 Mm-hmm. For anxiety, which is a super mild uh, yeah. drug. Yeah. I can't even feel it. I'm just assuming it works, and I'm like, I've been doing well, so I'm like, I'll keep taking it. Well, yeah, as long <laughs> as you feel good, like. Pay attention to how you manage when things get stressful and if your symptoms come back. Right. And Or if you have any side effects. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, oh, um, I'm sweating a lot. Yeah. Or I feel really nauseous. Or I, you know, I'm not interested in sex. There's a lot of, mm. or my diet, like, my appetite is all over the place. Right. Things like that are all common side effects. Okay. So I check out on all of those. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, Br- Brandon, how do you feel about meds, bro? Uh... uh <laughs> I don't know, just speaking from they're, they're personal dang, experience. They're dangerous. They're dangerous because my aunt um, takes them or used to take them, mm-hmm. and she got a really bad uh, addiction to them. And oh, they she, like... Uh, I forgot what it was. It, it was a very basic... It was an antidepressant. I know that. Hmm. And it was very basic, and she would always... It'd always be like a joke. Like, I was a kid. I was like 10 years old, and... My aunt would always be popping, like, oh, I'm, she has to take her happy pills. Uh-huh, and it, pills yeah. it was just like, whole, like growing up, I didn't know what that was. And then when I got older, I was like, that's disturbing that I was five and she yeah. was doing that. Um, but yeah, she, she had this addiction to him that she had to, um, she had to wean herself off. And when she was weaning herself off, 
she got more depressed, like yeah. way more. And I think that's the fear for me and for a lot of people. It's just that like you get it, you take it, and then you start to feel just dependent on it. And then your doesn't your brain develop that dependency? And then it depends. I mean, we're talking like so many years of development in medication. Yeah. So like addiction to it in the. F- and when we talk about addiction, when it comes to medications and what we call the psychotropic medication realm, which mm-hmm. is like for psychological meds, is the reward center in your brain, like triggers a dopamine response, which makes you feel good. So you're like, right. ooh, I'm, I'm high. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where that comes from. Or like you win the lottery, dopamine floods your brain. You're like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. So there are, that reward center doesn't usually get triggered when it comes to antidepressants, mm. but it can when it comes to certain anxiety meds, like Xanax, for instance. Mm. And there's certain like classes of medication. And so if you are talking to your doctor or you think you might you know, benefit from medication, you need to ask all those questions. Like, hey, is this something that could be addictive? Because SSRIs, SNRIs, like Paxil, Zoloft, uh, Prozac, are not addictive. Right, which, so. is, which mm. is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared of medication. I, I've gone... I've been on antidepressants and uh, ADD stuff in the past, and I yeah. was terrible at taking my pills. So I would go on and off. Oh yeah, and it made and me crazy. Feel the like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my god, I'm crazy. <laughs> so that was a little bit scary, but now I'm I'm a grown ass man, slightly more responsible. I take my pills every day. Yeah, well, you can set an alarm <laughs> on your phone too now. Like we have all these tools yeah. to like help remind us. Yeah. Are you more of a? Do you believe more in like the standard? Uh, like what rise taking, or do you believe in more like holistic? Is, are there holistic yeah. options for like kind of anti depression stuff? I mean, because I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't prescribe medication, mm-hmm. but I do work in tandem with psychiatrists right. um, and general practitioners. I the things that I try to get you to do are like behavioral. So, for instance, like a shower can really improve your mood, mm-hmm. or like petting an animal, or going for a walk, or getting mm-hmm. outside and getting yeah. sun on your face can make you feel a lot better. Um, so, there's a lot of those things you can do, and there are some, like, you know, holistic, I'm sure there's, like, vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. and things. I don't know that necessarily. But the research is a little, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some say it's good. Some say it's terrible. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do believe in a more holistic approach. Like, medication mm-hmm. and behavioral techniques with the therapy part yeah. is all, all good. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I do when I feel depression going on is uh, I'll, like, make sure I make my bed first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then, like your your mind is like, "Hey, you accomplished something." Yeah, you're good like, start. check that box. Look at you go. <laughs> do you believe in uh, waking and baking? Is that a good <laughs> tactic to <laughs> it, feel honestly, good? I've gotten a lot of questions because it's legal in California, so mm-hmm. people are like, "What do you think about medical marijuana or CBD or mm-hmm. like all the things?" And I I think I would never knock anything if it helps someone. Mm-hmm. So, um, like my eating disorder patients, some of them use it to help with appetite. Right. I get that, um, and some people help it with ang- for anxiety. Because it calms them down, right? Um, but if it's affecting your ability to function, so if like you're so baked you can't do anything, then mm. that's when, as a therapist, I'd be like, you, you, I don't recommend that. And if you have certain diagnoses like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, it can make it worse. Right, right. So, and I've heard that there, there used to be this. By the way, I got this water for you. Oh, okay. It's well, thank fresh you. filtered, <laughs> and I forgot to offer your husband water. Sorry, okay. <laughs> bad host. He's, he's easy. He's like, whatever. Okay, great. <laughs> Just sit there and look cute. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I've heard, you know, that people used to say, like, it, be careful of weed. It can make you lose oh, yeah. your mind. It's a gateway drug. Mm. You know, lose all. Yeah. Mm. And I, I've heard that people who have kind of lost their mind a little bit smoking weed were already schizophrenic or had one of the bipolar 
one well, of those disorders. Most likely. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Like, I haven't done a ton of research on weed. and Because back in the day, like, when I was growing up, it wasn't legal. And who knows what's in it, necessarily. Because right. you're not, like, pulling it yourself from your plant and mm-hmm. drying it out and rolling it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? And I think that you do have to be careful about what kind. Because now we have all these, like, crazy strands and can be <laughs> yeah. way more intense. Like, I forget who it was. I was listening to a podcast and somebody was saying, like, Man, when I was a kid, like you could smoke a whole joint and be like, "This is perfect," and now I have like one puff and I'm like fucked up for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, so you have to know what you're taking. But I do think that people who have like a psychotic break already were ge- like genetically predisposed. Right. Okay. Cool. So kids, smoke weed. It's fine. <laughs> to find out what you got, it's a good way to find. It's a good litmus test to find out like what you have. You know, just smoke a lot of weed. You know, in case you want to uncover the. It's like an Easter egg hunt. It, 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 you know, <laughs> you just don't mental. know what you're yeah. gonna get. It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And if, if you go <laughs> if you go crazy, you were already a schizo. Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry, these are insensitive terms. <laughs> a little bit, but it's okay. Well, this is a very insensitive podcast. Yeah, That's this fair. is going to ruin your career. Yeah. <gasps> no. <laughs> Jk, Jk. <laughs> um, I did have a couple of questions for oh, you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Specific questions. Your phone there. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Brandon, fill fill the space, dude. Uh, so like, what what what's Shane Dawson like? To ask? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's talk about that. Oh yeah, uh, he's wonderful actually. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Super, super engaged with the audience, which was cool to watch, like editing on the fly to incorporate the sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really cool because when we filmed the series, we filmed it like all in the course of just a few weeks. And then we filmed a video for my channel originally that was like, that was so great. We helped someone and that was really awesome. And I hope people took away some you know, key points. And then because the sentiment was so varied, we reshot that and we almost laughed at the that like, oh, yeah, we shot this thing. Mm. we can't that it doesn't pertain anymore you know <laughs> and so he's very aware of like his audience and my audience yeah. and what people are saying and and very thoughtfully responsive that's great what uh, did oh sorry uh, no you got i it. was about to say what did you think of the response to that whole series um for the most part it was great yeah like overall on my channel on shane's channel people loved it and mm-hmm. thought it was really cool and i have to be honest even just getting to know jake paul because i was like Oh, this guy, he's gonna be such an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a, I think it just goes to show you like people are so different on YouTube mm-hmm. than they are in real life often. Oh yeah. Um, and so it was like eye opening for me to be like, Katie, don't be a dick. Like pay attention. Wait till you meet someone before you judge them. Right, mm-hmm. right. A lot of people it's so easy to judge the Paul brothers. Oh, totally. And people just wanna shout online and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I watched uh, your one of your reaction videos to like the hate comments mm-hmm. and controversy. That must have been tough to go through. Just people telling you to kill yourself? Yeah. Wait, why? We've, we've been there. <laughs> For what reason? <laughs> they were mad um, about a lot of things with the, like, how it was edited mm-hmm. and that it was, like, sensationalized mental health content. And, but, yeah. like, my thoughts about it were always, like, well, that's Shane's series and that's what makes it engaging. That's why you watched for 45 yeah. minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. People just want to make noise on the internet. They do. And it's okay. They, they have a right. They can, they can scream. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That's all it is. I, w- w- d- were you getting a lot of backlash from sociopaths saying like, <laughs> because I was about to say <laughs> sociopaths wouldn't feel that way. They wouldn't feel hurt by that because they're sociopaths. Yeah. So like, why would they come at like this hurt my feelings? Take it down. Then they're not sociopath. I don't know. Then they're not, yeah. Then, that, in my in my very basic understanding of what a sociopath is from Shane series, <laughs> <laughs> from my very basic understanding, it's like, well, if they don't have any, I don't know. Empathy. Empathy, remorse, any of those feelings that everyone gets, then why would they care? Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, so other people were like, well, you can't say that about sociopaths, but it's like, why? 
what? I don't know. It was just so confusing. That was what it was. It was confusing. I think that's why it caught Shane and I off guard. Yeah. Because we were like, and nothing, if you look at like all the videos I've created, it's never been my desire to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, right, right. Um, So we were just shocked because like if you look at other therapists' videos about sociopaths, Mm. the way I talk about it, it's very like factual. What I'm just reading from the DSM essentially, like telling Mm -hmm. you the criteria. Um, Others are so much more malicious and like, just nasty and mm-hmm. that was not my goal at all which right. is like this is what it could look like this is what it can feel like and if mm-hmm. you have those people in your lives it can be really hard do you i i think your youtube videos are great and uh it's helping to normalize the conversation of mental health and stuff but it's kind of a new thing in the world of therapy to like broadcast yourself totally do you get any backlash for being like you're exploiting not really or, like actually. if you're a real doctor you wouldn't post it <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly no nice um I did have an issue when I first started, not like an issue, but I went to my malpractice lawyer because every therapist has one. And I was like, I don't know, like disclaimers. And so there's disclaimers on my website and in my YouTube and stuff. But I'm like, how do I do this? And they're like, we don't know. Nobody's done this (laughs) before. So, but it's cool, you know. So like, best of luck. Yep, (laughs) exactly. And so now I check in every year and disclaimers are enough, essentially. That's good. Now, do do you get, how many messages do you get from people just saying that you helped them oh a lot that's the cool thing and i think that's like what with all this shit that was happening with the shane thing by and large it was more like wow i didn't know you existed this is really great now i have words to describe what's going on and i think holding on to those comments versus letting like the the loud minority shouting Mm -hmm. get to me it's like i just had to focus on the good yeah and you said in uh one of your videos that the the comment or like someone said like kill yourself Mm -hmm. you're like that affected me and i didn't want to go online Mm mm-hmm I, that happens to us often. <laughs> or That's so funny. You're talking negatively, negatively about mental health. Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's like, know, right? what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, just this morning, the first thing I saw, I look at my phone, not healthy, and I had a comment because I shaved my beard. and I said, shave my beard. I don't like it. Give me two weeks. It'll be back. And someone commented, two weeks, LOL. Oh. And you're like, that's, get out of here. I don't want to be like, that's actually fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is always like, how long does it take you to grow a beard, you 12-year-old little yeah. kid or whoever yeah. you are? You know, but I, I mean, know. that's just like, but, but you can't yell online. It never does you any good to fight back. Yeah, I didn't respond. But I hate that because then, then those things stick in your head. Where yeah. we know The weird thing is we know, and I don't know why this is, I'd love to find out, like do research, but we find that the bad things we remember like verbatim. Right. And we'll like we'll get hundreds of positive affirmations, mm. especially online. Like we get comments, we can read them. We won't remember those, and it takes five positives to negate one negative. Mm. So just remembering that that every time you say that nasty thing to yourself, you should repeat like five good things. <laughs> That's so a lot of it, work. Yeah. It is. It's a lot Jesus. of work. But if you get a hundred hate comments, then you have to five. <laughs> what is that? Five hundred. Five hundred positive things. It's a lot. Oh, it's a man. lot. I wonder. Here's I'm about to be super smart, guys. Because <laughs> you are smart. Thank you. <laughs> I, I learn differently. Uh, I wonder if the whole reason why we latch on to negative comments is that like a. Uh, hold on, I'm getting stupid. Uh, <laughs> the stupidness is kicking in. Is that a survival technique from like back in the days? Like you need to focus on our weaknesses so we can survive in the world? Uh, possibly. Like, like I, a, ha- a hater could be like someone trying to kill you in the wild and you're like ah evade evade. (laughs) um i think my guess it's possibly that but my guess has always been that we have like a nasty conversation with ourselves that we don't recognize is happening 
And when we hear those negative things, we're like, yes. Reinforcing it. Mm -hmm. Because if you pay attention, even myself, like I'm a therapist. I don't have my shit together. I still see a therapist. I still have to work on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can't therapize yourself, if that's even really (laughs) word. Yeah. Um, But the things that go through our heads all, all day, like, oh, I'm lazy or, oh, I'm, I'm stupid or, oh, I'm fat or I'm whatever. We don't, we don't even, like, fight back against those. We're just right. like, mm-hmm, yep, 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 moving through our day, doing things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why'd you do that? You're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when negative things come around, we're like, yeah, I already <laughs> think that. <laughs> right. And then I, I got into a cycle this morning. I broke it, but I got that comment. And I was like, I'm going to respond. And I was like, don't respond. And I was like, good. I was like, but I almost responded. And now I'm thinking about it. Why did I let it get to me? It's just like that cycle. Of totally. But instead being like, I don't. Because, if some, sorry to cut you off, but no, if somebody shouted that to you in the street, you'd be upset by it. You'd be yeah. upset. So like, two weeks, pussy. Yeah. That would affect you the whole day. Totally. It's you'd the same like, thing. Who talks to people like yeah. that? And I think yeah, that's right? the thing people forget online. It's like, yeah. would you say that to someone's face? No. That's what I said in my video about the hate. I was like, would you literally walk up to me in the street and be mm. like, Fuck you, go kill yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm, I'd probably punch you or spit <laughs> on you. Or, you know, like you wouldn't say that to someone. Because yeah. there's a physical threat. Because if you say something to somebody that they don't like, then mm-hmm. they have the, there's that, like, oh, they can punch me in the face, but now I can say it because they're not here. Yeah. And my name is like Lily7237. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know who I am. Kill yourself 69, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet if I saw you in person, they would either not say anything or ask for a, a pick. Probably. <laughs> that, and sometimes if you reply to like, hey, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, because I get people that are frustrated with the way I verbalize things, like in the past, even before the shame thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't what I intended. I totally understand. I hear your side. And they'd be like, oh, you replied. I'm such a mm-hmm. big fan. You know. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's just usually what it is. Yeah. That happens a lot. Uh, let's circle back to weed. <laughs> because okay. Great uh, to circle back to weed. <laughs> I try to do everything <laughs> I can to not get depressed again. Mm-hmm. Trying to drink less. Yeah, weed is a depressant, too. Yeah, damn it. I was talking to my psychiatrist. Uh, I don't get stoned. I'll just take, like, a hit of weed mm-hmm. every day. Um, and she was like, well, that will end up making you depressed. Hmm. So I was like, fuck, yeah. I can't win. Yeah. So really smoking weed, it is a depressant. I know that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed how alcohol literally launches me into a depression. Yeah. Weed does the same thing. I mean, I don't know. It depends on you because everybody's different, mm-hmm. like, Everybody needs to talk to their own doctor and try their own things. But, I mean, overall, yes. Theoretically, yes. Because if it's a downer in general, alcohol, weed, um, any kind of like like overusing Xanax or anything like that Mm -hmm. can all just like... So if I sprinkle cocaine into my weed... (laughs) No. It'll cancel each other out. Well, your anxiety. Because if... if, (laughs) Depends on if you have any anxiety. Not that that's yeah, that's not good. Not right. to pretend that <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the upper downer that we do with um, from coffee to to alcohol to weed to yeah. whatever that up down isn't isn't really ideal. Yeah, I, I just yesterday since I've been not depressed like about eight months ago, I was uh, very depressed, having suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. That's when I saw therapists and stuff. So I climbed out of that, but then I've still been drinking. Sometimes I drink too much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every time I drink, I drink too much. Hmm. And just this past weekend, I uh, had to go to a, a football game in Florida for a brand deal. Did some hard work. Then I celebrated with my buddy. We drank too much. And then the, the next two days, I was like legitimately depressed. Yeah. And I was like, all right, stop doing this to yourself, Fry. <laughs> uh, and I've, I'd never made that connection up, up until this past year. that I was yeah. just drinking myself into depressions. Well, and there might be, and I don't know, I'm just hypothesizing because I don't, 
I don't ever like to tell people you can't do blank and you can only do this. Because, like, you're going to be around alcohol. And if you don't have a problem with it, like, meaning you're not dependent on it, mm-hmm. it's okay to have some drinks. But it might be for you getting too wasted. That hangover yes. is, like, not only physical, but it's also mental. It 100% And is. so if you have, like, two or three cocktails and you, like, get a little buzz and you're fine, then the next yeah. day might not be bad. Like, not that you should, like, test it. But if you are going to go out and have drinks, I'd be aware a few times and then see if like you rebound and you're fine because then that might be what's okay for you right i i know i I don't like to be hung over anyways i'm 35 like my body does not yeah i'm I'm 34 and the hangover is getting worse (laughs) physically but more so we're getting worse mentally well yeah like i i agree even for me and i don't i haven't struggled with depression before but definitely i'll have those thoughts like what'd you do last night like jesus christ katie Mm -hmm. you know yep totally and so yesterday uh was it yesterday? Yeah, I was, I was like depressed for two days, Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday, I s- stayed in bed until one. Mm-hmm. It, but since I, through my therapist, she was like, if you feel like you need to stay in bed and you can, if your schedule allows it, do it. Yeah. That's what you should do. Agreed. So I was like, I should get up and do shit. And I was like, but wait, maybe it's best if I stay in bed. Yeah. And then I did. I slept till one, got up. Then I was like, all right, what do I do next? I've Make con- my bed. I made my bed. I did, for real. Then I concluded with my therapist that nature is extremely good for me. Mm-hmm. So then I got up, made my bed. I went for a walk. I said a bunch of things I'm grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cheesy. It <laughs> does, but it works. Like, a lot of the cheesy stuff works. Mm-hmm. I was so. like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for Brandon. Uh, just Aww. kidding. Bro. I actually resent the fuck out of him. <laughs> Bro, you, you got to stop being a pussy and eat a steak and have a beer, and you'll be fine. You'll be happy, okay? Mm-hmm. Just Grow, live the way our dads did. Grow that beard in two that days. that was so healthy. Yeah, really healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then I uh, br- nat- naturally brought myself out of it. Granted, I am on Paxil and stuff, but yeah. I did some proactive things like go for a walk, say things you're happy about. Then I cleaned my apartment. Mm-hmm. I got rid of all the dead things. I had some like rotten bananas. Oh yeah, I've heard the fruit th- flies were. And like my swarming. my therapist has told me like, research shows that having dying things in your home is not good for your mental health. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I mean, I could see it. I know um, keeping a clean space. Yeah, helps your brain feel less cluttered, so you're able to like focus on what you need to focus on. So. Totally. And sometimes during my deep depressions, uh, I've heard through my therapist, she was like, sometimes it's good to have your environment match your mood. Mm-hmm. So like I allowed my apartment to get cluttered and gross because well, that's how I felt inside. Up, and then you feel good when you clean it up. Yeah. Because then it's almost like you cleaned your brain and then right. you feel better. You're like, get out of your depression as you take your garbage out and like make yeah, your yeah. bed and stuff. Yeah. You solved the problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I should um, get like super addicted to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have a problem to fix. Totally. Mm-hmm. But I'll feel better. You should <laughs> smoke meth too. All right. Just cause. Just keep adding on the, the problems. <laughs> yeah, to deal yeah, with yeah. So you never run out. So that way, yeah, you can you always have something to do. You can get rid of each problem. You know? You don't want life to get boring, do you, right? <laughs> um also my apartment's always messy. So what do like but I like it messy, sort of. More comfortable for you? Yeah. Is that weird? That I No. It doesn't make me depressed. It just it's I'm like comfortable with it being like that way and when my family comes in they're like why why are you like this <laughs> like why is this you you're like living like the most expensive uh, like a rich homeless person <laughs> and uh i agree but i enjoy it it's weird yeah well and i mean everybody's <laughs> different yeah like, you can't say like oh everybody needs a clean house and everybody needs like that would be putting everybody in a box and i think mm-hmm. everybody has different if it bothered you then that'd be one thing right mm. but it, for me, it's a sign that, like, I'm not taking care of myself if, like, my area is not taken care of because it's just yeah. an extension of me. And 
I don't know. That may just not affect you that way. Okay. Might be something. You might have other signs and symptoms. Okay. You know? Just wanted to make sure. Wasn't yeah. a, you're okay. okay. Your, your life isn't. I'm okay, right? right? You're totally okay. <laughs> that would be me in therapy all the time. I'm okay, right? I'm, I'm fine. Uh, this is something I'm curious about: uh, social awkwardness, mm. which I guess synonymous with social anxiety, perhaps. Potentially. So I am socially awkward. I'm not sure if you could feel that already. I'm doing pretty well today, mm. actually. I think you're fine. Thank you. It's also awkward when you're meeting someone new and they're in your house and you're yeah. like. Hey, okay, so this is the setup. And you have microphones. and yeah. <laughs> It's always awkward. That's yeah. not you. That's just... When you were in the bathroom, your husband threatened me. That makes sense. So. <laughs> uh, but my social awkwardness, a lot of people will say, like, it's endearing. Or, like, my friends will be like, oh, you're so awkward. I love it. But I'm not enjoying it. I'm going to say, you hate it. You're like, stop <laughs> yeah. talking about it. Now you're making it worse. <laughs> yeah, and I'll joke about it on stage. I do stand up, and I'll, I'll joke about it uh, a little bit. But how much so- social awkwardness is good and when, when does it become detrimental if like with anything mental health related in general and not that this is necessarily like a mental health issue but i think a lot of things are mental health issues if it gets in the way of you doing what you want to do like right. we call it impairing your level of functioning so if like normally you're able to go out and see people and i don't know c- clean your house and do i don't know do all the stuff and if something about how you feel stops that from happening then yeah. it's a problem okay yeah that happens sometimes yeah so that's when i think you know it's worth looking into more hmm yeah, I, I said in the last episode, I will never invite friends over because I assume they don't want to come over. So I'm, I'm scared no one will show up. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> part of your depression. Okay. Feeling like you're not good enough or people don't like you. Yes. Hmm. Those might be those like irrational narratives. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I, I had a girlfriend uh, years ago for a, for a long time. She would love having f- friends over and mm-hmm. I'd get so much anxiety like uh, as it was uh, as it. it was approaching, it was like no one's gonna come. It's not gonna be fun. And then people would come, and we'd all have a blast. And I was like, oh okay, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> but if she hadn't forced you, you'd be like, abort, abort, yeah. mm. cancel. Don't want to do this for real. Brandy, do you want to hang out sometime? No. See, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, we're kind of all over the place on this. Th- that's our brand here. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> it's unorganized. Uh, did you? Do you, do you have any questions about the Shane Dawson or do you have any? The Shane Dawson thing, I, well, no, I mean, I just, I liked it. That That's all I could really say. And I didn't, I didn't understand the, all the backlash that it got because like, I feel like everybody on YouTube in the comment section is trying to be like a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Like you watch, like you read the comments for like, even like Jason and Trish's videos or like anybody's videos and people start to like diagnose yeah. Like fourteen year olds or like even twenty year olds start to like diagnose people like oh, they have borderline personality, but like you have no fucking clue like what these mm. people are actually like. You have no idea um, what they're what they have, what they don't, and you're assuming these things. And that's what I assumed was happening with. <laughs> now I'm assuming that's what I thought was <laughs> happening with um, the backlash from Shane Dawson, which was like that they all thought that there was a correct way to go about this. Yes. Uh, and like, how do you do? this making a quote-unquote sociopath um, investigating whatever, like like a biopic about a sociopath. How do you make that entertaining for a younger audience? How the hell are you supposed to do that in a way that isn't a little bit like, Bleh. Yeah, a little racy. Little, yeah, a little bit like intriguing. I thought you were going to say racist. <laughs> <laughs> a little racist. The kids love racism. Yeah. They do. <laughs> no, I think um, I think that's the, the issue. Like, I was yeah. confused, too. Yeah, I just, I, that, but, but 
I don't have any other questions <laughs> other than that. It's really, no, but, but it, the, I don't have any other questions. One of my favorite comments ever in that whole series was someone saying, as a as a psychologist or something, I'm very disappointed in the way you did this. And then one of my v- fans was like, took a gander at your profile pic and the your profile, and it says you're 17. Yeah. So I'm curious <laughs> how you became a psychologist. Right. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Comment got deleted. The person deleted yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, nice. that's right. People can also lie, too. That's something I've started <laughs> to realize. People are like, yeah, I do. You know, I could kick your ass. And, bro, I have, like... Or whatever. Like, people just, when they comment things to you, they almost, like, put themselves higher mm-hmm. than you all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at them, and they're, like, a four-year-old from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. You're right. like, oh, okay. Yeah. To- totally. Yeah. And I think people just sometimes just want to be upset. And, and they can say whatever. But I think there was just a lot of people not fully understanding what I do and what really happened. Like, you're mm-hmm. still looking at an edited piece, you realize. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And not everything on YouTube is real. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry to... What? I know. Except for Jake Paul's <laughs> vlogs. I actually have one more question. Um, so depression and anxiety are, have become this almost uh, kind of a mainstream thing. Because you see like on Twitter, like everybody's has depression and anxiety. And they joke about it all the time. Uh, which is fine. There's ways you can deal with it. But I'm wondering if... Do you, do you think that most people have de- like a form of depression and anxiety inside them and some are better than at hiding it than others or not hiding it, but dealing with it than others. And some just can't deal with it. Do you think it's like something that's in most people, but you know, it, it's, yeah. ca- it's kind of hard. To, it's yeah. a hard question to ask. I but mean the, the rates like anxiety is the, the most common mm-hmm. mental health issue and then depression is a close second. Mm-hmm. And so, and they do run in tandem together. A lot of times people will have anx- like anxiety attacks, like panic attacks, and then go into feeling really depressed. Mm-hmm. And so they can kind of toggle back and forth. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily like everybody has it in them, but I do mm-hmm. think we all can go through periods of time when we are in a depressive episode. Yeah. Like I like to think of mental health like a cold. Mm-hmm. Like you can never really cure it, so it never comes back. But you mm-hmm. can manage it so much so that it it's barely in your life. Right. But some people have it worse. Like some people have the flu versus like a runny nose. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it totally yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Like if it's something that, yeah. If if, if, if what the hell is that? Is that an earthquake? It's the guys yeah. on the roof. They're yeah. They're doing. They're putting a new roof on my place. You should have heard it yesterday. It was comedically loud. <laughs> <laughs> and it's making me depressed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, but I was going to to piggyback on that. So that means everybody gets depressed? I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, depressed. you can say 100% of people, but I'd say most people do. And, at some point. I, and people also talk about it in different ways because a lot of people wouldn't say, no, I'm not depressed. I'm just sad. But, like, isn't yeah. depression kind of synonymous with sad? Isn't not it? necessarily. No, okay. So clinically speaking, and not to, like, get all... Mm-hmm. Like therapist on you, but do it. The, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> so to diagnose depression, it has to last for most days for two weeks. So most of the day for most days for two okay. weeks, and then you also have to like not enjoy what you used to enjoy and just feel overall like mm-hmm. you know. And so being sad might happen for like a day or two, and then you're like, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You come out of it, and you also still do the things you do. So there's different levels. Sadness, I, I would assume, is kind of like in my mind, it's like a lower grade. Mm-hmm. If you let it keep going, it could like take you into depression, but not always. So wh- mm-hmm. what do you think I was experiencing the past two days? Just sadness and hangover? I'm going to say, were you hungover? I was hungover, yeah. So probably, I mean, f- yeah, because it's gone? Yeah. Yeah, a little bout of sadness. Okay, wow. Mm, okay, that's good to, good to know. Do you think I shouldn't have stayed in bed? 
No, I think you should. <laughs> okay. Because it's like self-care. So for some people, that means, like, for me, I need to walk, go for a walk. That helps me, like, right. clear my head and feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, that day, it might have just been stay in bed, and then you went for a walk. Like, you're just taking care of yourself. Okay, cool. These are questions that I forgot to ask my therapist, so good, <laughs> good to have you here. Uh, yeah, because when I do have two days of depression, then it goes away, then I think, like, uh-oh, am I bipolar? Mm-hmm. And then I start a story in my head, like, I, I'm insane! I'm manic depressive. <laughs> yeah, no, but, it just means that Essentially, just had like a, ba- a mood, a change in mood, okay. mm. and then it came back around. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to wrap up relatively soon. Um, well, that went by fast. It mm. did. I know, right? Let's do another hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like the world would be a better place if there was no comment section. Uh, wh- and we've already talked about this, but do you have any, can you tell us about any of your clients, generally speaking, in how social media is affecting them or just people in general how 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 dangerous is social media i'm actually i'm i don't i disagree oh really so i really think that there's always gonna be a dark side to everything so like okay exercise and getting outside is good for most of us but some of us who have eating disorders overuse that and it can be really bad for our health Mm -hmm. and mental Mm -hmm. health so in the same way I think what social media does that's really cool is it connects people. Yeah. So for my viewers and fans, because the people who are leaving shit comments aren't viewers or fans, and mm-hmm. frankly, they can go somewhere else. You're mm-hmm. not really welcome. If that's the way you're going to talk to people, go away. Right. Um, and so I really protect my community so that people can get in there and be like, hey, I'm in Missouri, and we don't have a therapist here, but like I think this is happening. You know what I mean? They yeah. Can get, like the, think of the kids or even ourselves when we were teenagers. Like if I could get online and be like, oh, that's what it is. I mm. knew something was wrong and I thought I was crazy. Mm. Or I thought something was wrong with me. Or like, I don't know. I know my eating's weird, but like, I don't even know what that means. And like having words and having other people that can be like, yeah, me too. Right, um, okay. So you I feel like that, the, that helps. You feel like the comment section can be very, very helpful. I'm talking more, more comments section. Yeah. Yes. Not, not I think posts. it can be really helpful. But I do like monitor mine. I have moderators in there who like take care of it to make sure it's like happy, healthy, clean. Right. Um, so that someone who's having a hard time doesn't get a comment that's like, fuck you, go kill yourself. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's just not, I'm not, my, it's not my, the channel's not there for that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. How many uh, people do you have under your team? Uh, oh, you're looking at them, one, two. Nice. You're the <laughs> moderator? <laughs> no, my moderators are viewers and fans. I have maybe, I think, four or five of them. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I added a few more. I think there's eight total now. Nice. Yeah. And uh, how's your YouTube experience been so far? You said, did you say that on the air? Oh, yeah. That you've been... Uh, doing YouTube and therapy full-time for the past three years? Well, yeah, YouTube I've been doing for eight years, but full-time the past, like, three and a half years. Awesome. So I love it. It's it's really cool to be able to reach people. It's a powerful thing, you know? Yeah, mm. it is, truly. Um, let me ask a question that is super in-depth, but I think a lot of our viewers uh, have the same thing going on. I'm not close. I'm not emotionally close with my dad. Mm-hmm. No, I'd like to be. I grew up Irish Catholic, which means... So my husband. Oh, nice. Stuff it down deep. Don't talk about anything. We don't (laughs) say I love you. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My my dad won't open up about anything. He'd never told me about his childhood, even though I would ask, like, were you athletic? He's like, yeah, not really. And I'm like, okay, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. Is Uh, that an answer? Just (laughs) I'm not sure. We've never, we have only said I love you once, and it was while I was on stage at a stand-up show joking about how we've never said it. Oh. Pure pure pressure. We did it publicly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But... How do, I'm super uncomfortable talking to my dad. How do I <laughs> answer this question? How do I talk to my dad? <laughs> I think with everything, it's always starting small. 
So something I would encourage you to do is like writing out like what you what your goals would be for it mm-hmm. and things you wish you could communicate to him and with him to learn about him and to share with by right. yourself. And then just start calling him more often. Yeah, I got to do that. He never calls me. Of course not. <laughs> you know, like if he's like kind of uh, an emotionally withdrawn, if you don't live in his house with him, right? chances are he's not like going to reach out. Like mm-hmm. he'll probably be like, yeah, today was good. Bye. Right. You know? Yeah. So I would call him more often when you know he's at home and he has time. And don't belabor it. Don't make it like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Be like 15-minute right. conversations where you're like, hey, what'd you do today, Dad? And I did this, and this was cool. Hmm. Okay, well, good talking to you. Do you love me? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just come out. Because like, in all honesty, parents do love their children. Right. They might not show it properly. They might not do everything right. But they, he, he loves you. He just You're going to have to give him the opportunity to, to be able to t- tell you. Yeah, yeah. And I've, my therapist told me, like, write him a letter, a handwritten letter. That's how he identifies. That's, he grew up reading mm-hmm. written things. Let him know how, how you feel. Tell him that you think of him every time you go skiing. And I was like, I can't do <laughs> That's that. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with, like, phone calls. Yeah. Okay. I talked to him yesterday. Perfect. Mm, nice. So there, check in that box. You already did that. Yay. Great. Mm. I can uh, drink now. <laughs> no. <laughs> JK. <laughs> I'm trying to think before we go of, like, what our audience would want to ask want us to ask her i think we covered a lot do you want to know what a therapy appointment's like like a first therapy appointment if they're yes. scared mm-hmm. yes please that that's great i always feel like everybody's like what is it like and i, f- I don't know why therapy is like i don't know like we're the wizard of oz behind the <laughs> thing like pulling levers like nobody knows what it is yeah um essentially you show up at an office and you, usually like a little waiting room and there'll be paperwork out you fill out simple paperwork what brought you in today are you using insurance what's your name how old are you blah 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 all that stuff then you flip on a light usually. Is that how yours is? Yeah. That's yeah. how my office is. And then yeah. a light comes on in our office to tell us someone's there. And they'll come out at your appointment time or maybe 10 minutes late. That doesn't mean they don't love you or want to see you. <laughs> just means they're running late Yeah, because that's just <laughs> what we do. Um, they see you for 50 minutes. I think a lot of people think it's a full hour, but it's 50 right. minutes. Because in those 10 minutes, we might need to call your psychiatrist. I might need to respond to that insurance company call about whatever. You know, I have to pee, mm. eat, mm-hmm. you know, things. Um and they'll just ask simple questions. Think of it like an awkward first date where they're like, so what made you make this appointment? And have you been in therapy before? And, you know, um, what are some things that you like to do? And what are the things you're hoping to get out of this? Like they're starting to put together what we call like a treatment plan where it's like your main issue and then what your goals are. And if you've worked on things before and we're trying to fill in, like how can we get you to your goals? Mm-hmm. One thing I was always afraid to open up about uh, when I first went to therapy for some reason, there was this belief, urban myth or whatever, that if you told a doctor that you thought about suicide, they'd throw you in a mental hospital. Oh, and that's not true. There, and um, I mean, that's not to say that some therapists are bad at their jobs and, mm-hmm. and could try. But they, in, in just so everybody knows, you have to, for us on that side, because we have to protect you. Our goal is to keep you safe. So, But it's supposed to be in the least invasive way first. So that'd be like making a safety plan with you. Until I see you next... Mm-hmm. Will you sign this saying you won't hurt yourself? Yes. And then I'm going to check in with you every day via text or call. And then I'm going to call a family member or a roommate to check on you. Mm-hmm. And I have you sign saying it's okay for me to do that. And then if you still are, you know, then I might like hospitalize you. But it's a right. conversation and it's an ongoing thing. It's not like, boom, lock you away. Right. That's what I used to think. And then I just would never tell a therapist. No, and suicidal thoughts are actually really common. Right. And suicidal ideations, meaning suicidal thoughts, are different than suicidal acts. 
like trying right. to do something. A lot of people have thoughts that just like flutter through their head, like, oh, I wish I wasn't here. Maybe that bus will hit me. Yeah. Mm. And not that. That was my, that was my jam. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> like, especially when we're struggling with depression or having just a really shit time, that's normal. Yeah, and yeah. therapy can make it go away for periods of time or altogether. And ideation is synonymous with thoughts? Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in my mind, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and what, what can someone do to the person in Missouri who doesn't have resources? Are there resources in, in every state for therapy? Yeah, there are. And there's also online resources, whether it's like um, Talkspace or BetterHelp. Better or, yeah. um, there's other online ones, I'm sure. Facebook groups. There's Facebook groups for everything. You can get like some connectivity. Right. Um, but also, I would just call your local hospital if it has a mental health ward or a mm. treatment center and ask them for their referrals or go through your insurance and have and pull the list. Awesome. Okay. And and there, a lot of people don't even, uh, uh, what's the word? They don't even consider therapy because they think they can't afford it. But there are therapists who work on a sliding scale. All therapists work on a sliding scale. Okay. You just have to ask. You can always barter for services. And there are free clinics. Like one of my first jobs ever was in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it was the Center for Individual and Family Counseling. If you're in L.A., you should check it out. Mm-hmm. And I used to see patients for no money or $20 a session, right. $40 a session. So know that there are resources. That's awesome. And you can always ask a therapist, even if they charge $200 an hour, you could be like, hey, I can afford 80 And right. I've seen patients for free when they're transitioning from jobs. Uh, we get into what we do to help people. Right. So, you know, take that into consideration. So if you're listening, there are ways to get therapized. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to ask. Um, so what is the plan for you? What's What does your future hold? I have a book coming out oh, December yeah. mm. 11th. And wh- it's called? Are You Okay? Are You Okay? I yeah. need that. And it's a guide to your mental health, essentially. And so it answers almost all these questions. Like, what's a first therapy appointment like? What's a therapist versus a social worker versus a psychologist? And awesome. Yeah. Are you doing an audiobook version? I already did it, yeah. Oh, wow. How was that? Did you do it? I did it myself, yeah. Wow. I've was, heard that's a nightmare. It was a lot. It was, like, yeah. exhausting, but because I wrote, I actually wrote it myself, no ghostwriter, no nothing. I did it all myself. Nice. Um, it's like I'd been in it, like I already knew, and the guy my, the guy who was recording it with me, my producer, I think he's called probably, um, he was like, wow, you make fewer mistakes than the professionals. And he's like, hmm. you could always have a job in this if you want. You know? Sweet. But I, like, my voice was, like, wrecked at the end yeah you know? mm-hmm. i've heard uh some of my comedian friends have done their audiobooks and they said it's like the worst experience of their life <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say it's the worst it's just definitely taxing you're sitting in that little box yeah you know and just reading and reading and re- it's totally it's it, interesting but will the audiobook uh, is it, will that be available the same day yeah december 7th 11th december 11th. and they can pre-order it now on amazon amazon cool and is it in the audiobooks on amazon too or is that audible or uh, Audible, it's available in all those. Like it is, you can get the. I think you can get the Kindle version now on Amazon when I click through, um, and then I think Audible is where the audio is found. Okay, cool. I'll put a link to that. Oh yeah, Thank in you. Uh, the description of this podcast. Perfect. And your YouTube page is called what? Katie Morton. Katie Morton. Yep, that's no, me. No E on the Katie. I know. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> Blame my mom. Your parents were so happy. <laughs> um, and what's your social media? Where can people find you? Just everything is Katie Morton. At Great. Katie Morton or Katie Morton one on Instagram because there's this lady in Africa that like she's doing amazing things teaching kids and stuff and her name's Katie Morton too. Hey, who knew? You guys are kindred spirits. Yeah, you know, <laughs> very very nice people. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Brandon? Um, are you gonna go see a therapist? No, you're so you're so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really quick question. How do I get the voices in my head to stop screaming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm that kidding. next week. <laughs> Well, uh, 
thank you so much. I kind of want to keep going, but yeah. we're, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're done here. You've been a terrible guest. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on this. Uh, do we seem like sane people to you? Are yeah, we, wonderful. We, thanks for having me. I got you water, so I know. not a sociopath. No, not at all. <laughs> Oliver's been kind of quiet. Yeah, he has our producer. Quiet, but he's, he's very friendly. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him. Definitely a sociopath. <laughs> All right, Katie Morton, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Better pleasure having you on. And uh, let's be friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanna let's go skiing and snowboarding. Totally. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Uh I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. You got it. It's time for our $25 Patreon shout-outs. Ross Miller. I love you so much. This is Rydoon Ross Miller. Thank you for supporting the podcast as much as you do. I love you. Ross Miller, I wanna put my five o'clock shadow up against your five o'clock shadow and just mm. go mm, daddy yeah mm, oh, oh it says right here ross is nine years old uh, we're going to jail <laughs> just kidding ross miller is wearing a football uniform in his photo he's at least 14 oh boy freshman football okay so ross miller i take back what i said um i i will drive you to campus and then give you a lunch bowl mm. and then tell you to make good choices. Next up, our $25 patron, Ryan Lopeson. Ryan Lopeson, this is Rydoon, and I wanted to say that I love you, and you are my favorite. Well, I mean, you're tied with Ross Miller, but Ryan Lopeson, I love you so much. Thank you. Ryan Lopeson. Uh, mm. Yeah, think about that before you go to bed. Mm. Mm. Uh. Make this your ringtone. Ryan Lobson. Oops. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Ryan fucking Lobson. And if you would like your own personal shout out on every single <laughs> podcast, uh, you got to subscribe to our Patreon.com slash I'm sorry, Dad. Join the I'm, oh, my God. I'm ho- That's actually, the tier is called Holy Shit, I'm So Sorry. That's $25 a month for shout outs, pod vlogs, and bonus episodes. Uh, thank you, guys. I'm in debt. So thank you. I just talked to Brandon about that. Scary times right now. All right. Bye, guys. We love you. Scary times.